We've only had <laughs> quarantine edition. Quarantined ghosticles time. <laughs> we are at least six not feet away from each other. Ghosticles time. Yeah, like we have, we move the mics clear across the room. It's that's not right. quarantine. It's self isolation. Right. I think that's how I prefer to discuss it. We're 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 not sick, as far as we know. Right. But just in case we're carriers and don't know, we're protecting the rest of society from us. And <laughs> as homebodies, it's really fucking great. I know, and I'm quarantined or self-isolated. I'm just kind of I'll like- I'll be honest, I really don't- really not a lot has changed really, about my daily routine. Yeah, because there's no recording right now. Um, yeah, I might no go in right tomorrow now. for a commercial thing. I'm not sure about it, yeah. but there's no other <clears throat> recording right now. So I'm just doing what I normally do, stay yeah. at home. I'm catching up on my Netflix series, my true crime documentaries. Oh my God, I just watched one called Don't Fuck With Cats. Oh, it's yeah. so good. It, I mean, it's dark. It's real dark. Right. It's rural, real dark. Right. And so fair warning. And there's 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 animal cruelty uh, discussed yeah. a lot in it, but never, never like straight up shown. I've been watching more human cruelty, but not true There's crime. plenty of human cruelty in this one, too. It just starts yeah. with animal cruelty. It, I, it takes a, you know, it's a slow burn. <laughs> somehow these two shows got past us. And one is Black Sails on Showtime. Yeah. I it's see so that. good. I want to see it. It's so Pirates. Super sexy. Sexy pirates, sexy pirates sex, series. lots of bush, lots of bush, because they are being period appropriate. <laughs> it's insane. Um, and so pirates were from the seventies. Oh man. Um, and so they're. Uh, it's really, really good. It's very entertaining. Yeah. And it. I, I was going to say after you start watching it, you're going to want to do an episode on pirates. So get started. Right. And then in a couple weeks, we'll do a pirates. I'm glad episode. you said that. And not after you start watching it, you're going to want to stop trimming. No, no. <laughs> Cause it's, I'm not going to stop trimming. It's mostly Daniel. the ladies. I'm not letting go of civilization yeah. quite that. No, no, not, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. It's Maybe most, after a few more weeks. Of it's mostly the ladies. And I think the point of it is to be like, look at how we're very appropriate. So we're, we're period appropriate. Um, costuming yes. is excellent. When talking about a lady's nether region, Jamie, can we not say period appropriate? It just conjures up images that make me a man uncomfortable. Sorry. That's that's why I say it. That's the whole <laughs> point. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, I got the COVID-19 now. Yeah, Thank you. You're welcome. That's how it spreads. Uh, Too much So push. that we've been watching. <laughs> Jack started watching it while I was in Liverpool. And then he's like, all right, you've got to watch this because I can't keep watching it without you. I know you're going to love it. So now we've continued watching it. And then I started watching, because I thought he wouldn't be into it, the Borgia. He's got to watch it, too. So he now... I, I got to watch that because I'm, you do I'm obsessed with the Borgias and the Medici. It and is like that whole so good. Period in history. And what I do is I follow along. Also, I've been uh, apparently very stressed. And so I was talking about my stomach last <laughs> mm. week, I think. Yeah, it got worse and worse and it worse. It did. I went to the doctor. I have an ulcer. <sighs> what surprised. do I have to be stressed about? Again, I, yeah, there's just, nothing. There's nothing going on in your life, Jamie. Not a single God. solitary thing. God, uh, so privileged. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and so uh, I got medicine for it. So thank you. And it um, worked like immediately. It was which pretty is fast. Awesome. Yeah, I still have some pain, but it's not like it, I couldn't function. It's not like the fucking, it was horrible. It's not like you've swallowed lava, which is what it felt it, like. That's most what it of felt like. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It was really, really I had bad. a similar issue a few years ago and it never, I never developed an ulcer straight up, but I had heartburn that was so bad that like Ugh. it was, I couldn't sleep because yeah. it felt like my esophagus was 
on fire, yeah. literally like burning. Yeah. Like and it, I mean, a book of it matches. didn't matter what I ate. It didn't matter what I drank. <clears throat> if there was, and so like there were some water days like, would, would, would yeah. aggravated. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So I could do some crackers, a little bit of crackers mm. that seemed to do it. And I was like, well, this is not going to work out. So on St. Patrick's Day, I went in and got the medicine and so much better. I'm still tired. Well, sure. But, uh, but I'm feeling so much better. Did oh you observe God. social distancing rules while you were at the clinic? I did. Thank God. Definitely. Um, and they had lots of cleaning stuff there. So That's good. Everybody was. That's my favorite thing about social distancing right now is like if you're walking, people get the fuck out of your way. And I love it. That's never happened we to me before. We took the dogs out to Katy Trail, which is a, a trail near where we live. It's mm -hmm. pretty accessible from our building. So it's not it's it's a good little nature walk, basically. And then the boys love it. So we d we're like, this is when it's, it's about six o'clock. Let's go out there and we'll go on the trail because not a lot of people are out there. Right. Fuck the whole goddamn neighborhood <laughs> is out there. It's like a goddamn parade. I'm like, well, this isn't working. <laughs> this is not what it was supposed to be. All of a sudden you're a beach in Florida. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. At least at least you're not like next to one person longer than a few seconds. So, yeah, you're still kind of you're sort of fudging the social right. thing rule. But we're like, but they all look very healthy. They were all jogging. <laughs> Yeah, well, nice. Of course, yeah. that doesn't mean they don't have it. But anyway, yeah. Uh, ah, well, I just want all this to be. It's good. To it's like, I mean, resolve. Yeah, me too. But it's just safer. Oh, too. I should make a, a PSA for those of you listening. So some of you, I got this text message from a friend of mine uh, earlier today saying that like, yo, go stock up on shit now because like they're about to like call a nationwide mm -hmm. lockdown slash quarantine, whatever. And no one's gonna be able to leave their house for like at least three weeks. And they're gonna Martial call law. this in like 48 to 72 hours. That is apparently bullshit. Yeah. I've done quite a bit of research and there is absolutely no discussion of that happening. Certain cities are on, will, are on lockdown, like right. New York is right now. And I think Seattle and maybe LA are about to be, or if they're not already, but shelter in place is what they're called. Like in San Francisco, right. they're doing that, but that's not a nationwide thing. So if yeah. you're getting, if you're spreading that rumor from someone that's like a friend of mine, like know somebody that's with like, like Homeland Security or whatever. Yeah, it's, or the Pentagon or whatever. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's, it's not happening. It's not say it won't happen. Right. If it gets there, we don't the flatten that, this fucking curve. The but thing to keep in it's mind not in the works right with now. that shit is people are still going to need groceries no matter what. Stocking right. up is not going to get right. you, because usually it's a month, right? Right. Yeah, that's not, you know, that's not how we live anymore. And they can't reasonably do that. Secondly, people need prescriptions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they're not going to... I mean, those those two things will be will stay open. I will say, so, online prescription services desperately need to fucking honor coupons. Oh yeah, yes, they're not right now. There's one in particular that's not, and it's like, guys, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you can expect someone who doesn't have a job right now or an income to pay seven hundred fucking dollars. Mm. Mm, yeah, I'm. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's such Oof. a fucking mess. It's such a fucking mess. So that's again, stay home, keep clean. Do all the things wash like your wash your hands and then use lotion. My hands are starting to dry oh, out. Oh yeah, I use I use this really good. I use Cerave. It's helping Ooh, me a little bit, so I don't have fancy. quite so witchy hands. But like, do this so that all this shit can be in like can be over quickly. Yeah, while the, you're there, like file your nails. Like you know, take care of your hands. Yeah, make it a habit. Yeah. Self care, guys. This is a really great this time. This is to a great opportunity to just slow the down. <laughs> other thing that's great about this because conventions are canceling oh, and yeah. studios are canceling, mm -hmm. we have more time. So we're very excited yes. to we're going to start implementing uh, and, and trying to build this habit now while we have time. <laughs> well, we have uh, no excuse for not to. our patrons. We will be on the discord um, Sunday. We're not sure what time. So pay, we'll we'll um, tweet about it and, and put it on the Patreon. Uh, but we are going to do a chat with everybody. Um, and we're going to try to do that twice a month where mm -hmm. we're on um, and we'll have our 
people uh, are admins that are so wonderful. Show us how to fucking do it because we don't know. <laughs> we want to do. We want to do a chat with everybody that's on our. We're such our boomers. Patreon. Yeah, we. You know, we really appreciate you guys, and uh, you know, with no work, we're gonna need you now more than ever. <laughs> so, yes, yes, um, yes. Oh, if, if you're interested in joining Patreon, it's patreon.com, and just look up Ghoul Intentions. Yes. Um, it's also on the at the top of our website, ghoulintentions.com. You can check that out. But we will be chatting and we're going to try to come up with some other fun stuff to do. Um, we may not be able to have guests in, but that doesn't mean we can't have guests help out. That's right. So stay tuned. We'll have takeout guests. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have drive through guests? drive through guests. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so do you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. We'll I'll start. get to these stories. Um, this first submission comes from Mackenzie. Yay, Mackenzie, welcome back. She says, hello again, friends. First of all, hi, how are you? Here's a small update. Since my spooky encounter at my professor's house over Christmas that involved her cute Pomeranians, oh, yeah. I've not had any super frightening things happen, just the run-of-the-mill weird synchronicity synchronicities and sometimes uh, that sometimes happen in day-to-day life. I love to, that they're using synchronicities. Me too. To be fair, I uh, say to be this fair. shit. To be Sorry. fair. To be fair. I've started watching Letterkenny. <laughs> Michael hasn't started watching it yet and I can't stop myself. Uh, sorry. To continue. To continue. Um, to be fair, uh, I sage the shit out of my apartment like every two weeks. So That's good. Also, uh, I got my sister into the podcast. Yay. Yay. Woo. In my earlier submission, I mentioned that I had another story about my potential psychic supernatural abilities slash protections, whatever you want to call it. Here is that story. When I was in middle school, my mom moved to Virginia for some time as a spring break trip during eighth grade. I went down to visit her. Being a weird little weeb goth kid <laughs> was all about the spookier side of things, and my mom always believed too. One day during the trip, we took a ride into the mountains. It was a beautiful day, but a little chilly, so I was wearing a Michigan State University hoodie. This is relevant, I promise. In the mountains, there was a witchy little shop that we stopped in at. I love a witchy little shop. Me too. At this shop, I got my pendulum and a few other things I keep with me to this day. While we were browsing, we were approached by a man who struck, struck up a conversation about my hoodie. He said he was from Michigan and was a Spartans fan. I proceeded to tell him that it was my dream school since I was little and that I hoped to go there one day. We continued milling about the store, and shortly after this conversation, this man approached us again. He said something along the lines of, I know this is odd, but I'm a medium, and I'm being told that I need to give your daughter a reading. That is like a fucking dream come true. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. As a fucking parent, I'm like, get the fuck away from my but child. I mean, you, like, you want to be the person that someone's like, the spirits are telling me I need to talk to you. Like, I would, I would the fucking, yes. Yeah, you would as an adult. I would course. love that. As a little child, as a parent, I'd be like, get She's the fuck away. a little child. Just little me. enough. Little enough. My mom would be into the it. The spooky guy coming like, hey. It's Your like, mom would totally be into it. My mom would not be into that. I bet she would. As a Methodist? No, ma'am. <laughs> but it's She'd so... be like, I don't believe in that stuff, but I do. But she wouldn't want to be rude and turn it down either. So my she, mother, my mother, she would, my she mother. She would is, use it as an excuse because she's actually really wants to know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, story. I'm just picturing this guy having a white van and instead of candy on the side, right. he's like psychic greetings. Anyway, my mom and I were both taken aback, but excited. So my mom agreed and so did I. We made arrangements to come back the next day. Hold on to your butts, y'all. <laughs> I was a believer before, but this was the icing on the cake for me. These are the major highlights. One. He told me that I was very special and important in the eyes of those who watch over us. I was told I am very protected. Oh, that's nice. That's Two, fancy. my uncle I was close with, who passed when I was a small when I was small, came through. He described uh, he described him to a T and gave me a message. It was Ugh. extremely emotional to hear from him again. Three, 
I was told I was going to meet 12 people who were going to change my life. The next year, my first year of high school, I was cast in a small play. It was a cast of 10 to 11 others, plus my high school director, mm -hmm. who had a significant impact on me. I credit this with completely changing the trajectory of my life. Yes, it really is that deep. I get it. I was in theater for the full four years of high school after that, never missing one show. I even competed in statewide competitions Same. every year. UIL! Four. At this point in my life, I wanted to be a voice actor. Thanks, guys. And was dead set on that being my career path. But during this reading, he looked at me softly and said, you're going to help a lot of people. The state of the world makes you angry, doesn't it? Being 13, I was like, Psh, heavily black-lined eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> Other people can eat my shorts. Now at 21, I'm about to graduate with my bachelor's degree in social work with plans to get my PhD in community psychology and eventually develop a program to help young men understand and cope with toxic masculine behaviors. What? That is so much better than being a voice actor. I know. I'm questioning my own choices now. <laughs> uh, right now, I work directly with kids in the juvenile justice system and do research on a domestic violence service project. I didn't make this connection to the reading and my career until my freshman year of college. It was like a light bulb turned on. And to top it all off, I ended up going to Michigan State and Aww. I graduate in May. Yay. The world is a weird and wonderful place. Stay spooky. Mackenzie. Oh, Mackenzie. That's fucking awesome. That's Hell awesome. Yes. I hope you get to go to a graduation of some sort. Even I know if they're canceling some even graduations. Even if it's, you know, only through Skype. But we're cheering for you. That's amazing. That's fucking great. That's yeah. fucking awesome. I like, love it. Acting is great and fun and all, and I love it. But let's be real. I, I chose acting as a career because I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> I could not be anything else. So <laughs> like, I'm just not good at stuff. So uh, I want to play a social worker. That's right. But I'm not qualified to be a social no. worker. I, I want to wear a hoodie. Just because I like hoodies. Not <laughs> um, so, what's the most accurate thing that a psychic's ever told you? I went. I was gonna. I was gonna bring this up actually. So several years ago, I went to a Renaissance fair in Houston, um, and uh, there was like a pavilion of psychics like, mm -hmm. that you could pay, and you're like, oh, do you want to get a tarot reading? You want to get your palm read? Your your runes, whatever. And you can pay like thirty dollars and get all of it done. And they, so they'd schedule with someone. It's kind of like going to a clinic, and yeah. you're like, cool, come back at like two o'clock, and this person will see you. So I did, and I sat down with this little old woman who fucking looked the part. I mean, she was she looked like a kitchen witch. You remember those little <laughs> yes. decorations? She even had the mouth. little she even had the little handkerchief. Uh, the Could you see her on. butt? Because can a kitchen witch. <laughs> I'm sure I could have seen her butt had she been standing. <laughs> But she was really sweet and really cool, and she was like a thousand years old. And and uh, now, mind you, when when I sat down, she did not know my name. She did not mm -hmm. ask for my name. She didn't give, and I paid cash up front, so there was like no information exchanged of right. any kind. And um, uh, so I sat down, and she proceeded to give me a, a decent but somewhat predictable tarot reading. And then she did the runes, and that was also kind of fun, but nothing nothing earth shattering. Uh, and then she read my palm and she she came up with a couple of things that I thought, okay, that, that's good. That's good. Good intuitive. Right. And I was giving her nothing. I was, she asked me not to. She was like, try not to, like, she's like, I kind of challenge you to not give me like unconscious feedback so that I know I'm on the right track. She she clearly at least wanted to give me the impression that she was dedicated to not cheating. Right. And she did a good job of that. And I was like, I was very stoic about it. Well, then it was done. And she was like, all right, how, how, how'd it go? And I'm like, not, not, not bad, not bad. Decent job, but still nothing that really got me. And then she kind of looked around like she was about to sell me a, like a hot watch. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, okay, this is really weird. I'm just getting this from you. And I'm just, I'm just going to throw this in for free. She said, I have a really weird question to ask. Do you... 
uh, well, first of all, she said, I see you in public places a lot, like, like hotel conference rooms mm-hmm. or boardrooms or like, you know, not, not, not a, not a theater per se, but definitely like an, uh, there's an audience there, yeah. like in a ballroom. And you do that a lot for some reason, like your public speaking, like business meetings or something like that. I'm like, I'll give you that, but I'm not going to tell you what I do. She's like, okay, well, here's my questions. Why I can't figure this out. Are you known for doing a really weird over the top French accent. <laughs> and I was like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, I played France. He plays a character in, named France. Yeah, yeah. Who is he, France? Who's in France in Italia, which Jamie uh, yeah, wrote the adaptation the, for. Yeah. And was also the narrator for. Yeah. And so the accents are all over the top and ridiculous. Really ridiculous. And mine is yeah. terrible. And, and I like to say intentionally, but it's all, it would have been terrible even if I had intended it to be good. It's pretty great. Yeah. I love it. But so how this fuck this old woman who probably didn't know what anime was. Um, new. Like new is yeah. crazy. So I, the odds are, of course, the explanation is maybe she recognized me, but I wasn't wearing my glasses because I was in costume. Yeah. And, and uh, there was a lot. And I'm a, I'm a pretty bland looking guy. Like there's nothing about me that stands I out. I disagree. Unless, no, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not attractive. I'm just saying there's <laughs> nothing about me that stands out as being instantly recognizable. Oh, like he's when the guy I'm with at, the pink hair or something. Like yeah, that. when I'm at cons, if I take my glasses off, I can walk freely and no one fucking. It doesn't knows help it's that me. you're tall though, too, at conventions yeah. because yeah. one of my favorite things is to be with you at a convention and everybody see you and be like, oh my gosh, Michael, and then I run away. <laughs> Because I'm too short, no one sees me. It's one of my favorite things. So that Ever. that that was that was me. Yeah. And then, and what, what's yours? What's yours? Mine. I mean, I've had several, but the one that always sticks with me as being so, like, fucking out of like the blue that there's no way that that this guy would have known his name was Marco, and uh, it was my first reading with him. My grandfather had passed away a few years before, and he had come. He was coming through and had some very specific things that he said. But then he said, uh, so he's got someone with him that he wants you to know. And it's like, it's like a nickname. It's like uh, Nietzsche or Vichy, Nietzsche or Vichy, something like that. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. And he said, it's like, I don't know, but it's a nickname. It's not the whole name. And I think it's, you know, woman, it's woman. And he's saying it's important for you to know that she's with him. But it's like, Nietzsche, Vichy, that's how he's saying it. And I was like, huh. And he's like, it's like it's Italian. And he held his hand up like that Italian, like, oh, it's so, you know, the the pinch, the Italian chef's kiss pinch yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He held his hand up when he was saying Nietzsche, Vichy. And he was like, it's like, it's, it's like Italian, but you're not Italian, but it's like Italian. I was like, no, I am Italian. Marky is Italian. He's like, oh, it's Marky. And I was like, yes. He was like, okay. So it's like, Nikki, Vicky. And I immediately started crying <laughs> because when I was uh, in high school, I lived with my grandparents mm-hmm. and we had a miniature schnauzer. Aww. And her name was Nicole Victoria Markey, Aww. or Nikki Vicky Markey for short. Aww. And I was it's like, like I know. And so, I, <laughs> I mean, came, was, I saw, I pooped on the lawn. Right? Nobody <laughs> that had ever been to him n- knew oh, that about so like my yeah details yeah. like that. And every time we every time we've been to Valentina, yeah, she's our friend, great. she's she knocks it out of the fucking park. Yeah, she does. But I'm like, I she's so good. I've stopped being surprised. Right. I come yeah. in and I'm just like, what happened? Probably ought to do these things that she yeah. said to do. Yeah. yeah. So that, but that was the one that just 
for the the first time ever just mm. blew me out of the water. Like what? That's How, awesome. Yeah. So that, that was mine. Awesome. Oh, I guess we can. We, we can should read probably read more stories. stories yeah. Right. <laughs> Enough about us. We haven't done one of these in a whole week. I know. So we're catching up, I guess. It's the first time I've been out of the house in a week. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay. Hey, y'all. This is from Jess. First time submitting a story. <laughs> first time caller, long time listener. First maybe? time, long time. Yeah. It's not about ghosts or anything particularly spooky, just a collection of weird synchronicities. Ooh, I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> so for some reason, I haven't been able to listen consistently for a little while. Sorry, you don't have to apologize. Life happens. But I finally got the chance. So I decided to listen to a couple of newer ones, then go back and check out the ones I missed. First episode I listened to, a pretty recent Ghosticles where you asked at the end for listeners to send in any weird family stories. And I think to myself, no, nothing weird I know of in my family that comes to mind. God bless you for that because I can't not think of weird stories with my family. The very next episode I listened to was one from my backlog picked totally at random. The episode, the one about the Salem witch trials, where at the end you ask listeners to send in stories if they have witches in their family. Damn it. Yeah. Speaking of synchronicities. This is, the, I, this is the part to pay attention to. Witches and their family. Oh, I actually do have a story after all. So a couple of months ago, my fiance became really absorbed in the whole genealogy trend and tracing her ancestry, mostly because she had a weird feeling that she just knew she has witch ancestry in her, in her blood. Well, after a long time researching, she was able to find that her family resided in the Salem area... And upon further research, discovered that her great great etc. aunt on her mother's side was one Mary Ayer Parker, one of only tw- only quote only twenty people that were executed during the witch trials, though not a main player in the Salem story. How she knew this would be the case, I have no idea, but somehow she did. Interesting side note: Mary Parker's daughter was named Sarah and was also accused. My fiance's name. Sarah. Granted, it's mm. one of like the only names used back then, but still weird. <laughs> all of that still would counts. Yeah, all of that would be an interesting story in itself. But later that day, she, or later the day she found that out, I was texting with my mom. From out of nowhere, my mom tells me that she has been making a family tree of her side of the family. I had said nothing to her at this point about Sarah's also newfound genealogy interest. So, pretty odd coincidence. I had said nothing to her at that point about Sarah's also newfound genealogy interest. So, pretty odd coincidence. But a lot of people are getting into it now, so it's not unheard of. It was then that my mom texted me that she found out an interesting character from our history. From the Salem Andover area during the witch trials. Now, I know what you're probably thinking, that there's some sort of weird ancestral incest going on. But no, it's something much more than that. (laughs) I don't know how to take that line. It's your ancestral home? What? (laughs) Ancestral? Ancestral ancestral home? Um, My mom informs me that my great-great, et cetera, grandfather is one Captain Thomas Chandler. Now, upon doing some research Hmm. into Captain Chandler, you find out he didn't play a very large role in the witch trials. He owned land in Andover and was kind of a shoot-off of the main Salem stuff, but his daughters did accuse one person, and he presided as the ranking officer over just one trial and signed the indictments, which you can find online, of just one person. Hmm. That person? Mary Parker. Oh! My fiancé's great-great-aunt. Oh, shit. So, yeah, my great-great-grandfather and her great-great-aunt were total isolated side story of the witch trials. It, of course, was just a family dispute as the families were pretty close and intermingled with each other for a while before this happens. And we learned both sides separately and unprompted 
at about the same time. Hmm. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to gather from this, but a coincidence like that has to happen for some kind of reason, right? Anyway, I like to think that if Mary was a witch, she got the last laugh as her great-great-grandniece and his great-great-granddaughter are now engaged in a very non-puritanical relationship. <laughs> Thanks for reading. Love your podcast. And I hope to see Michael once again at the one of the Ohio cons you used to frequent, Montsuri mm. Con or Ohio Con. And bring Jamie with you next time. Yes. Yes. So good. Hopefully. Thank you, Jess. Oh, synchronicity. I should be at one of those cons actually fairly soon if this stuff lifts within the next few right. months anyway. Man, that seems like past life stuff. Connections, Crazy. you know? Yeah, right. I love that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. This one comes from Misty. This isn't really a ghost story, but strange all the same. That's okay. We like strange. Mm -hmm. We love strange. I decided to move to New Orleans from West Louisiana when I turned 20. I had a job working down in the French Quarter, but I lived on the other side of the river, so every morning I would drive to the free parking lot, park, hop on the ferry, then walk half a mile to my work. On one occasion, I was late getting off and was in a hurry to meet up with some friends. It was still daylight, so I decided to take the quicker route to the ferry. Half, uh... That's how horror movies start. Halfway there, I started to... <laughs> halfway there, I started to feel... Like I couldn't breathe. My chest started hurting so bad that I was afraid something was really wrong. If that had happened now, I'd tell you to go home and self-isolate. I, <laughs> I was a gymnast and played softball, so I wasn't out of shape. So a brick wall should not have had this effect on me. I was heading to a bench in the open area at the end of the alley so I could get my phone out and call someone to come get me. Once I got there and sat down and got my phone out of my purse, the feeling went away. I chalked it up to indigestion from lunch and went on my way, not thinking much about it again, until... It happened again. Mm. After this time, I made an appointment with my doctor for the following week to get checked out. They ran tons of tests, checking for asthma. They did ultrasounds of my heart and found nothing. My friends were all originally from the area and wanted to take me to a haunt on a haunted history tour through the French Quarter. They know the tour guide and promised it would be a blast. We learned about the Casket Girls, the La Lorie Mansion, the wonderful French and Spanish architectural influences in the quarter. We were heading down an alley... Uh, heading to a different location when I started having another episode. I couldn't catch my breath, so I was standing against the wall and stretching my arms up. And I found a hole in the wall, so I put the pointer and the middle fingers uh, of both hands in the hole and kind of hung them, letting my body weight stretch and expand my rib cage to see if I could get breath in. Uh, I get that. Uh, the tour guide saw me and went sheet white. Uh, um, he picked me up and carried me out of the alley and put me on the same bench from before and instantly asked if I was feeling better. The strange thing was, is I was feeling better. He asked if I was emphatic. What? I'm not having a clue what he was talking about. Oh. I said no. Oh, empathic. Em Sorry. Empathic. I read it wrong. He <laughs> asked if I was empathic and not having a clue what he was talking about. I said no. He looked, he looked me straight in the eyes and said, bullshit. <laughs> he proceeded to tell us why the alley we were walking down had a very dark history. Back during the slave trades, the alley looked out on the slave market. It originally had gates on both ends with loops hammered into the walls uh, up high so that uh, short shackles could be attached to them. They used to bring slaves in the alley and uh, chain them to the wall so they could watch their family member go to auction and be sold. The guide said the, uh, the pose I was in while trying to catch my breath is the same pose the slaves were shackled in. I was actually using the original holes from the loops to hold my weight up. He said I was picking up on the residual emotions trapped in the walls. After this started, uh, after this, I started thinking back to when I was younger and how I had a hard time in crowds, especially in school, and started to realize that maybe I was empathic. I've always picked up on other people's emotions to the point of not being able to tell if I was really feeling my own feelings or someone else's, but that was the first time it ever happened to be a location. 
After that, I started to pay attention to feelings I would get when I went places and not second-guess it. I have found empty cemeteries outside of New Orleans are very peaceful, and on the other end, airports about drive me insane. Well, you I have relate that to that. <laughs> I find cemeteries very peaceful, and airports yeah. drive me crazy. Yeah, I mean, I airports aren't my favorite thing, but neither are cemeteries. In all fairness. <laughs> okay, I have a short one from Alex. All right. Hello, you fantastic ghouls. This is less a ghost story and more for Jamie and her love of dates. Yay. Dates. My family has some bad luck with holidays, but we still love them. In 2006, my uncle passed out on Thanksgiving. Then, oh, passed. He passed on Thanksgiving. That's different. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh. Rather, rather different. <laughs> it's short and I make it awkward. Okay. In 2006, my uncle passed on Thanksgiving. Then his funeral was on my birthday a few days later. In 2010, my father, his brother, passed on the 4th of July. Previously departed uncle's twin son's birthday was the next day, and the funeral was on their sister's birthday a few days later. Mm. My grandpa passed on New Year's Day 2009. Mm. Yeah, holidays. We do share some dark humor in the family, though, and have jokingly picked holidays for ourselves. I called Halloween, and Christmas is off limits. <laughs> That's in the Borgia stuff, because I'm following along with, like, yeah. history stuff as we watch. Um, Lucretia, Lucrezia Borgia. Lucrezia Borgia. She got her first marriage was on the same day of my parents' marriage. Hmm. Um, you know, just hundreds and hundreds of years before. Um, <laughs> and then she died the day before my dad's birthday. Oh, wow. And so for those who don't know, I've talked about it before. My dad, uh, his, my grandfather died on my dad's birthday and my dad died on my parents' anniversary. Mm. So it's like those dates, whenever those dates pop up, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. And there's someone, I think it's Chesere, one of the other Borgias. It might've been him. Yeah. He, uh, the dates like. He was like, I can't remember what it was. I think maybe born or something. It could be something totally different. But born the day before my birthday and mm. died the day before my grandmother's birthday. You know. Crazy. It's just, and it, I mean, it's random and I can't help love that. I love it. I Holy love that crap. history. Yeah. Holy crap. I know. Okay, you're up. Uh, oh, uh, this starts with holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. This okay. comes from Lucille. <laughs> so I wasn't expecting to get called out by an EVP on this podcast, <gasps> but here we are. It happened. <laughs> now, while I know I'm not the only person in the world with my name, I was literally named after my great uh, grandmother. Not a lot of people have my name. People mm -mm. seem to think that the only person ever named Lucy or Lucille was Lucille Ball because the amount of jokes I've heard just in the time I've started college is insane. <laughs> And they were like, Lucy, uh, I have never been asked if I am related to Lucille Ball as much as I have in the last two semesters <laughs> than I have in my entire That's life. So Why would they think you're related to someone with whom you share a first name? That's well, I guess if you stupid. say you're named after your great grandma, maybe they thought. But uh, yeah, it's, it's still. Uh, but that is beside the point. When I introduce myself to people, I usually say my name is Lucy because it's easier for them to grasp, though I have been mistaken for Lizzie before. People usually call me Lucy unless they decide to call me something else like Luce or Lou or even use my full name. The point is, I wasn't expecting to hear my name on the EVP on my way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're welcome. To my 8 a.m. class Tuesday morning. I figured it probably didn't relate to me because it was a recording. It wasn't live or anything. But then I thought, 
about if I was listening to the podcast while you were recording the new episode with the EVP. You mentioned recording the episode on Ash Wednesday, and then I realized I had no idea when Ash Wednesday was, and I couldn't <laughs> know if I was listening at the time. But I was even more astonished when you said that you hoped the EVP words related to listeners, which furthered my whole freaking out at 7.30 in the morning while waiting for my marble pound cake for an absurd amount of time, mind you, but that's not the point. Um, I, I, immediately said, I, love, I love your style, Lucy. Lucille. Uh, I immediately sent a message to my twin flame, which is kind of like a, a platonic soulmate, which I can send more information on if you want. Thank you for your amazing podcast and for freaking me out enough to wake me up this morning. Sorry my that. writing is all over the place, but I have a book to finish by tomorrow and no time to edit my writing. Love. Lots of love to both of you. Stay spoopy. Lucille S. Uh, I love it. That's that was great. So good. That's so funny. I yeah. love it. She's like, I was fucking freaking out while waiting for my pound cake. That took way too long. <laughs> I know. Like, you think how we think. And then you just say it out loud, which is what we do too. Okay, last one. Oh my one. God, yes. I love it. Liz. Hello. Your podcast is haunted as fuck. <laughs> Thank you. I've been binge listening since going to Michael's panel at GalaxyCon Richmond, not yeah. realizing there was a podcast as well. Welcome, Liz. I said there was a uh, podcast. Last, I went the year before to Richmond and did the ghost tours there. And that's when I met Amy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, and some other people. And I met Amy, uh, I think I met Amy in Minnesota. I think something like yeah, that. Yeah, she came to she came to a con not we long know when we you meet you guys, but we, I forget where I am. Yeah, we remember. It's all we ever see is the inside of a convention center in a hotel. True. So it's yeah, like, I made an now? effort with Richmond. Yeah, you it's did. It's because Alexis found a haunted bar, and I was That's like, true. fucking yes, I'm down. Not, right? uh, okay, so <clears throat> welcome to the podcast. I've been listening on my breaks and while walking to and from my second job, so I've got through quite a lot of episodes. The episode that triggered the paranormal experience was your haunted colleges one where Jamie mm-hmm. talked about William and Mary. I'd like to insert a warning here that if you had a hard time with the suicides mentioned at the end of the episodes, this does bring them up again, though I go into no detail. <clears throat> okay. You see, one of the deaths you mentioned was a former schoolmate of mine, and it was a bit of a surprise in the end, a coincidence. Um, wait. It was a bit of a surprise in... Oh, 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 I get it now. Okay. It was a bit of a surprise, and that's a coincidence way, not holy shit way. I turned off the podcast after that episode and sat around thinking and doing some chores. Now, that's not the only former schoolmate my school tragically lost, and the other person I was much closer to. As I head to bed about 11... On a Thursday, I have a bit of a heavy mind and heart, but I fall asleep quite quickly. At exactly 2.22 a.m. on Friday, I wake up suddenly, and I'm wide awake. You see, my light is on. The light that I turned off, the light that isn't attached to the switch that is across the room, the light that's on a timer for 6.45 a.m. every day but Sunday, the light that requires me to use an app or tell my Google to turn on. Not to mention my Google is super loud, louder than it was when I went to bed. Once I'm up, I turn the light back off and setting back into bed slightly more at ease, I think it was one of my old schoolmates coming through to say, hey, it's all okay. We're still here and you will be okay too. Mm. Thank you, Michael and Jamie, for all you do. I'm a huge fan of both of you and hope to meet you both at a con sometime. Thank you. Thank you. I hope so too. Thanks for that story. That was a good story. And that is, yeah, the... (sighs) <sighs> that's that's nice. That's the, nice. A little hello. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Mm. Uh <sighs> you got anything else? 
No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, I've talked a lot this episode because it just, it's not. You had longer the stories. I, I had did. like a I paragraph did. one and you had like a page. I had one. like two long ones and, yeah. and, a, and a, a semi long one. Yeah. It's weird though to have been inside and now be out for it's so weird. long. It's weird. Yeah. I, yeah, it's kind of strange. Right. I feel like we're living in a, in a weird, like dystopian YA fiction series. Yes. Um, I, I hope we're not. Yeah, we are definitely <laughs> like this is somebody else's story. We're we're just like. I had a dream. <laughs> I took a nap today, um, before I came over, and I had during that nap I had a dream, and <laughs> I told I told uh, Brandon and Devin, that's our uh, living assistant. Um, it's a house when boy. I got up, their house boy, our I love straight it. our straight house boy. It's the best. Um, <laughs> I got up and I was like, guys, I had the worst dream that we ordered pizza. And they started laughing. I'm like, no, no, more to it than that. (laughs) (laughs) But in the dream, we'd ordered pizza and got it delivered. And the guy that delivered it was the guy that actually owned the pizza joint. And he was like, sorry, I'm all out of pizza. So I just was giving you everything else we had in stock before I closed the store. And he just like piled up a bunch of shit, like (laughs) garlic knots and and, like all the shit we shouldn't be eating anyway. That's worse than pizza. And like like, maybe a wilted salad or something like that. And he was also really sick. And I was like, go the fuck away. Get away from my door. He's like, nah, fist bump. I was like, go oh, the fight. So, so I go back in and I'm like, we're burning the house down now. Right. Now we're going to. We have to move. I had a dream about a weapon that was either in Borgia or the pirate show. I can't remember. But it was French, I think. I can't remember. It might have been Spanish. But it translated to fire shitter. <laughs> and I was dreaming about someone showed us a weapon. They're like, it's a fire shitter. And I started laughing. Le mer de flim. Yeah. And then Jack was like, what was it? And I was like, well, we were, I was like, well, you were in the dream. So when I say we were, that was talking about you. (laughs) And now we keep laughing about Fire Shitter. Fire Shitter. uh, It's the sequel to Fire Starter. That's right. Not not as good, surprisingly. Not as good. A little more um, scatological. So (laughs) check out the website, ghoulintentions.com. Patreon at ghoulintentions if you want to get in on the the chats. Mm -hmm. Um, we also are, you can follow us on Twitter. We'll be tweeting about uh, when we're going to be doing that. And that's ghoul intent because yes. ghoul intentions was taken. But yeah, uh, so yeah, yeah check us out. Um, and I think that's all. Please wash your hands. Stay yes. safe. Stay inside. It's not worth it. And remember, it's, it's okay, okay to, to sleep, sleep with, with the, the lights, lights on. on. As long as you're home. With clean hands. <laughs> <laughs>